It's good. It's good when life is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. It's better I, than the alternative. And, and life for me is <laughs> getting a little sadder because summer's ending, but you seem to be thrilled by this. So excited. Because you can be cold. I would just, I would just skip summer altogether. If I, at least summer in the <laughs> Southwest. <laughs> really? Oh, man. If I could it's go, beautiful if I could go from April to mid-September, I would do it in a heartbeat. You just like want to stay in clouds. Well, yes, but even even like even September here is it's not particularly rainy or it's cloudy, yeah. right? But it's cooler. Yeah. Right. This nonsense where it, it only gets to like it gets down to like the high sixties at night. <laughs> Garbage, man. It's gotta <laughs> like, get cold. It's gotta get cold, oh, okay. right? Like need a fire. Mid fifties at least. Uh-huh. Sweater uh-huh. weather, you know. Well, at least at night. I'm glad that you live in New Mexico and I don't. Live and there's in... 98 degree stuff during the middle of the day. <laughs> I'm happy as all these things just make me smile. Oh my gosh. All, all the things you're talking about. Bring on November. <sighs> Stay with us, August. Stay with us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. What are we talking about today? You know, um, besides I, the weather. <laughs> I was reminded of an interesting client that I um, talked with years ago. Um, she came in because she was cooking dinner one night, um, uh, prepping vegetables or something, and she was using a knife, and her dog kind of ran by in front of her as she was at the counter cutting these vegetables. And she had this thought of, what if I stabbed my dog Oh my God, you treat psychopaths, Dr. Sewell? Well, she felt like one. She really did, and, and that's why she came in. She, she couldn't believe that she had this thought. Mm-hmm. She was terrified of herself for having the thought. Um, it led her mind to just swirl in a lot of what ifs and oh my gods, and, and um, sh- her reaction to this thought was that she, or her conclusion from this thought was that she um, might accident, or might, slip a knife through her dog's ribs right. and, um, and, and harm this animal. So um, this was really intensely terrifying to her. This, I have to say that my clients who come in for this, for what are often called morbid intrusive thoughts, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to think of people who are more afraid. Like people who yeah. have these, it is a very like sort of like fearful to your core thing. Yeah, it's, think. It's, it's the, the closest thing to panic that you've ever seen. You know, it, it yeah. is, and it might be panic sometimes. So it's just kind of existential too, because it's like I like, I thought I knew myself, but maybe I don't know myself at all. Maybe I'm capable of things that and I just never thought I was capable. Terrifying of. thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and the, the, so this lack of control or this "what if I'm a ticking time bomb" kind of question mm-hmm. gets gets activated in the mind, and and it, it, it is ruthless. It sounds like you've seen some pretty distressed clients this way. Yeah, I had a. I had a client who had a very similar um, thing, except it was knife. She, she was worried that she was going to stab um, one of her, um, like a nephew. Um, mm-hmm. She used to babysit for her nephews a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is probably jumping the gun a little bit to, to treatment and what you do. But we, I mean, her assumption was that because I have mm-hmm. this thought, I'm, I secretly want to do it. Yeah. Therefore, or, or, yeah. I'm more likely to act it out. 
When so, you see this to clients sometimes that'll have a thought about hurting themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Even, and they're like, oh my God, why would I even think that? I right. would never do that. What's wrong with me? I must be really messed up. I, I must be, be, something must be really wrong that I yep. don't know about. Or yeah, it's a, it's a fear inducing. And then they start changing their lives, right? Like my client like stopped babysitting her nephews after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or take all the guns out of the house. Exactly. Wouldn't, she yeah. wouldn't cut with action. She was only, she was, <laughs> I, I partly laugh at this, but I'm also like just so sympathetic to this. She was she was doing all of her kitchen prep with like rake, like butter knives, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got rid of all the sharp knives. Going um, to great lengths to yeah. make sure that wasn't going to happen. Right. Yeah. And, and you see people do this, you know, maybe they get rid of the dog or maybe they store the dog at their mother's for mm-hmm. you know, months at a time whenever they have that thought and they're yep. terrified of themselves. So, I, so I, had a, I had a client like this who had a morbid intrusive thought about um, strangling her newborn baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she she basically ended up, um, n- she never allowed herself to be alone with mm-hmm. her kid um, at all. Wow. And she frequently just did not spend a lot of time with her kid because she was afraid of hurting her. Well, well, it, I mean, and, and, and the, the idea here is that... Um, these individuals seem pretty um, set on the idea that the thought must mean yeah. that I am capable or that I will or that something like that will happen. And there's where I think our work comes in as psychologists with these patients. Am I right? Yeah. People assume that thoughts are predictive mm-hmm. of their behavior. Um, and the first part of work. Or reflective of who they are even, you know. Yeah. Although I guess it's... Mm, if you're, th- yeah, I don't know how much that, w- what ultimately matters is, am I capable of doing something really mm-hmm. terrible, right? Yeah. Um, and so the first part of, of our work, I think, at least for me, is basic education around, like, thoughts don't always mean anything, mm-hmm. either about you or what you secretly want to do or are capable of doing or anything. Right. Um, and thought, morbid intrusive thoughts are incredibly common. Very common. The vast, vast majority of people have them. Yeah. Um, especially during um, certain times, like stressful times. Like I know, for instance, there's a lot of research on morbid intrusive thoughts and um, new moms. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very common um, to have intrusive thoughts like after you give birth, especially for the first time. Yeah. Um, and, and like one way to look at it is... Um, Sometimes thoughts don't mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. It can just be totally random. But it can be actually, one way to think about it is it's your, it, it's your mind like, so when you, say when you become a parent, right? All of a sudden your life is very different because you are completely, totally responsible for the survival of this helpless little human being, mm-hmm. right? So you are, your conscious and unconscious mind are in full on like danger prevention mode, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I have to keep this little human being safe, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the things your mind is going to do is basically run simulations of bad things that could happen yeah. so that you're kind of prepared for it, yeah. right? Your minds, well, and not just pregnant women. I mean, people's minds do this. They Totally. Want, they're, they're, the job of the mind is to keep you safe in some way. So, and add to it that little nugget of information that your mind has all the goods on you, (laughs) what your weaknesses are, what your fears are. And so of course, as you're a a, a new mother and you have a thought like this, it's like your mind is going, Oh my God, what if Mm -hmm. this threat occurred? And and instead of going, Oh, well that, that would be awful. And 
I'll do everything I can to not do that. Instead, we go, oh, my God, that must mean it's going right. to happen. And therefore, I must avoid every kind of potential for that to happen. And, and, and it gets dangerous there. The metaphor I like for this is, or not metaphor, example. Did you ever see that movie from the 80s called War Games with Matthew Broderick? Oh, man. Yeah, but... Anyway, it's it, it doesn't matter. The plot doesn't matter, but it, it's about a common thing, especially in the in the in the Cold War, was to uh, the U.S. and Russia would run war games. They would run simulations of mm-hmm. what would happen if you know Russia launched a nuke from such and such place at such a place in the U.S. Then uh-huh. we'd respond here, and or what if you know what if we launched one at Cuba and this you know so you in play out all these yeah. situations. The, now. At first blush, you're like, well, this is really morbid. Why would you be thinking about all these like terrible, catastrophic situations, right, when they're not actually happening? Well, yeah, it is kind of a bummer thinking about all these negative things, but if the worst should happen, you're going to be more prepared if you've thought through uh, some of this stuff, mm-hmm. right? So just because you have a negative thought doesn't mean it's negative. It could be actually helping you to prepare for something should, should something negative happen in the yeah. future. So that's one way I like to think about negative intrusive thoughts is it's your mind playing war games. Yeah. Right. You're just, it doesn't mean they're likely to happen, but it's just, your mind is inherently conservative. It wants you to survive. Yeah. Right. Well, and I, and I like that analogy. The idea is when you get a thought, can you back up from it and assess it a little bit rather than just run with every scenario your mind's creating? It's it's a model. It's a simulation. Your mind is guessing at like, or, or suggesting hypotheticals. And it's up to you to determine Right. Is this actually something likely to happen? Yeah. Right. Um, So I think that's super, super important. And and there's, there's a lot of research that shows having morbid intrusive thoughts does not um, predispose you to actually acting them out. Right. Right. That there is no connection between having Mm -hmm. these thoughts and actually carrying them out. And, and there's the um, uh, kind of a, a crucial thing. The idea here is that these thoughts are very normal and you can have those thoughts I think that the the problem we can get into is what happens when we struggle against that thought mm. and we tell ourselves we are crazy for having that thought. Yeah. So, I mean, one way, the way I think about this is what in general, it's a, it's a property of the human mind that whatever you get in fights with or run away from, you're training your brain to think of that as a danger, as a threat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Think about it, fight or flight, right? right. When, when your brain perceives something dangerous, it causes you to want to either run or fight, right. right, in order to stay alive. Well, kind of the reverse is true. Whatever you treat as a danger by running away or getting in a fight with, you're telling your brain, hey, watch out for this thing. That's a it scary could be dangerous, thing, right? right? So when you have a disturbing thought pop into your mind and you go, oh my God, this is terrible. I can't, can't have, have thoughts that. like this, yeah. right? You're, you're telling your brain it's dangerous to have negative thoughts. That's bad and don't ever do that to me again and, yep. and look how distressed you get. Yeah, yep. and so it's now a threat. And then combine that with, there's a lot of research on what's called thought suppression, which is this guy, Daniel Wegner, was this researcher who, who looked at, he did the famous, I think, white bear experiments mm-hmm. where he, mm-hmm. he told people, you know, okay, uh, don't think of a, a white bear. Right. 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 And when you try not to think of a specific thought, you actually end up thinking about it more. So telling yourself, oh my gosh, don't ever think don't that thought think again. Of, yeah. I can't believe that I thought about stabbing my dog. I can't believe I thought about stabbing my dog. Don't ever think that. Why did I think that? All you're doing is, is reinforcing about it. that over and over yep. and over again. It's a little like um, when you, if you have like a toddler and you, when they first start eating and eating normal adult food, they, it's pretty common for toddlers to throw their food 
So they'll just like pick up a bowl of cereal and just throw it, right, and make a mess. The worst thing you can do is make a big deal out of it. If you go, oh my God, why did you do that? I can't believe you did this, blah, blah. Because you're giving it lots of attention and you're reinforcing it. So your right. kid learns like, oh, this is funny, right? So the kid's more likely to do it later. Yeah. Ironically, the best thing you can kind of do is be sort of mellow about it. Just say, well, yeah. you know, clean it up. Or if the kid's old enough, calmly have them clean it up and say, you know, this isn't really um, very nice. It's not very, you know, kind of makes a mess. But if you make a huge deal out of it, you're going to strengthen it. And so the right. same thing is true of... Um, difficult, disturbing, intrusive thoughts, I think. Yeah. Getting, getting tangled up into why did I have that thought is mm-hmm. really going to be like quicksand. Yep. And then trying to either get rid of it or trying to run away from it and avoid it. Right. Which is a big, that's probably the biggest contributor to this becoming a major problem is people start doing all sorts of things, understandably, to avoid those thoughts or situations associated with those thoughts. Right. right? They don't want to experience that at all. Yeah. And what's problematic is while that temporarily makes you feel a little bit better knowing there are no knives in the kitchen, the long-term effects are worse because you're training your brain to think that these things are really dangerous, mm-hmm. which and is going to make you pay attention to them more often and have them recur more frequently. And that the only way you can feel okay is if that thought is not in your head. Right, right. And that's a dangerous thing because remember, you don't have complete control over what your mind throws at you sometimes. Yep. And the vast, again, remember the vast majority of people have these and the vast majority of people don't develop problems around intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. So why not? Because frankly, they don't care. Like right. they don't read much into them. They just go, oh, that was weird. Or like that's, and then they don't, they don't give them much thought after that. Yeah. And that's, that's instructive because I think that that is the optimal way to handle these things. Yeah. And, and often when I talk to these clients, you know, there, there's definitely an assessment of are do they feel like they're in danger? Are they planning to do this? Are there, is there desire to do this? You know, and oftentimes these clients will say, no, there's absolutely no desire to do that. I hate to do that. And, and th- there's absolutely no reason I would do that. And then we'll, that's pretty good evidence that, that they're okay. Now it might be different if you are planning to hurt yourself or thinking about hurting yourself, that's a different story. Right. And you definitely want to get in contact with someone who can keep you safe and, um, and, uh, do the right thing to protect yourself there. But for individuals who have these, these kind of thought pop in their mind and there's, they're just terrified that they even have the thought and it's what they're really struggling with is I can't believe I even thought this. Right. It's, it's best not to get, um, in a fight with those uh, um, thoughts and and try to force them out of your mind because you're only going to sink deeper into it. And the way through this appears to be more of accepting that those thoughts are sometimes, but that there's little behind them. And again, it's just a thought. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thanks.